What's up? What's up? What is good? Welcome to the fifth episode of Go Fast Turn Left. I'm Grant Slingerland at Slingy1. You can find me on Twitter with the best co-host in the world, Nikolai, at Nikolai P. Cope on Twitter. Nikolai, how are you, buddy? Good. That's good. That's good. Um, Before we get into NASCAR stuff, college basketball is right around the corner. And uh, I have a new favorite. Well, my guy in this whole draft has been um, Evan Mobley. He's, he's who I would take overall. Sorry to any uh, non-basketball fans. But Nikolai here is an adamant fan of Texas. And yes. they have my second favorite player, Mr. Kai Jones. I love that dude. I need to see more yes. on defense, but I love that dude. So just wanted future, to... future Oklahoma City Thunder <laughs> superstar. Yeah, we're going to ignore the but, Oklahoma City stuff because they've demolished Yeah, us. yeah, speaking of, hey, how'd the <laughs> Dallas Mavericks do against the Oklahoma City Thunder last week? Well, Luka didn't play, and KP didn't uh, play. Oh, yeah, because he was scared of Dort. That yeah, thing, he's huh? Dort dodging. He's Dort dodging. He's Dort dodged twice. We played y'all twice. He's dodged both times. I'm telling you. There's he's something scared. There. There's something there. Um, so today we're going to talk about a little bit about Saturday. Uh, neither of us watched the race, but we, oh, I know what happened. He doesn't know anything. Um, and we're going to talk about Sunday, of course, and then we're going to talk about my favorite track, my favorite intermediate track, Atlanta Motor Speedway, in this coming up Wow. Week. How dare you disrespect Darlington Raceway like that? Is Darling? I guess it is an yeah. intermediate. That's, that doesn't count, though. And also, yeah. I don't like Darlington at all. <laughs> wow. I, I, I like it as a... So when I, when I gauge on how much I like a track, a lot of it goes back to... When I was growing up and playing NASCAR racing games, I hated Darlington. I never liked Darlington. I, now, as I'm older and I understand the history more, and I'm also better at those games, I respect Darlington more. But the the mile and a halfs, the auto clubs and the Michigans, and then the restrictor plates are, are my bread and butter. But So, let's just get right into it, man. So, Nikolai, did you watch what happened on Saturday? I did not. I was a little bit busy watching the Texas Longhorns win a Big 12 championship. Oh, that's why you wanted me to ask you. I didn't see. I didn't even before <laughs> before we started the pod. Uh, I did not tell Nikolai I was going to bring up anything about UT, and he said, "Please specifically ask me if I if I watch Saturday." So that yeah, that's see, we're just we're so we're so in sync. We're so on the right page. So I didn't watch it either, but just. Why don't you go ahead and take a guess who won on Saturday, Nikolai? I know who won. It was Austin Sendra. Oh, okay. Do you know who got second? Second? Um, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a junior motorsports car. No, it was a Toyota. Ty Gibbs. Yep, it was Ty, 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 uh, I don't know. What is Ty short for? <laughs> Ty, Tyler? Tyler? Tyler Gibbs. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it was Tyler what Gibbs. What do you think it was short for? Ty, comma, Bo? Sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's probably just Ty. Like, if your name is Tyler, why wouldn't you just say Tyler? Anyway, um, yeah, so before we really get into uh, our conversation about Sunday, I meant to bring this up to you earlier, but um, you have Joey Logano obviously not leaving Penske uh, ever, you know, if Penske has his way. Ryan Blaney is... Uh, he got an extension as well. I'm not sure how long, and but you know, Ryan Blaney makes a lot in merchandise. He's a hell of a driver, and one day he will get the respect he deserves. And you have Brad Keselowski, who just signed a one-year extension with Penske last year, so he technically is a free agent at the end of the year. But 
Hendrick has four people filled up. Uh, all the other teams have four people filled up. My 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 question to you: Does Pinsky should Pinsky go ahead and just add a fourth car, or should they really? I don't want to say put a damper on Austin Cindric's career, but should they really not give him the best equipment available right away? Because he's proven, especially, you know, this year he's been absolutely dominant. But even last year he proved that he is well on his way to becoming something very, very, very bright in this. He's a very, very bright spot in the sport. So, like, and he, he ran great in the 33 car at Daytona. Like, in your opinion, do you think that he should just skip I know you're going to say yes because you want Matty D to stay in the 21, but should he just should Pinsky just go ahead and open up that fourth car and, and let him take a crack at it and keep Matty D in the 21? Like, what, what do you think they should do? Well, the thing is, is that, well, first of all, I don't know if you know this, but he's actually racing in the cup race on Sunday in the 33 again. Oh, I didn't. I knew he was, I knew it was coming up. I didn't know he was running in, at Atlanta, though. That's good. Yeah. But, um, as for that, I think they're a contract, so it's you he's in it's the Wood Brothers car no matter what. Even if yeah. the two car opens up, someone else is going to get it. Oh man, could that sucks. Fourth, could they expand to a fourth car? Um, I don't think they should. But if, if Roger Penske's got the money, that's yeah, he owns half the sport. Like, of course he could. He owns a whole series. He owns the IndyCar yeah. series. He owns the whole owns series. He owns all the tracks. Yeah. He owns Indianapolis. I mean, didn't he buy, so, uh, like, like one of the? There's like three major corporations that own all the tracks. Didn't he buy one of those too? Or am I mistaken? I might be mistaken. No, he just that. bought Indianapolis. Mm, okay. He bought Indianapolis. He bought the IndyCar series. Huh. Well, but yeah, he obviously, he's got a Cup team. He's got a IndyCar team. He might have a sports car team. I can't confirm on I'm that. I'm sure he's got something. I'm sure he's got a dog in the fight somewhere. Uh, I'm surprised he hasn't dipped his nose into, or dipped his toes into F1 yet. <laughs> I don't know why dipping his nose is just a funny. <laughs> it's a funny. It sounds sick. like like it sounds like something <laughs> a dog does when it goes to sniff something. They dip yeah, their nose. Dip their nose and yeah. Um. So my my like. I normally ask you my question at, uh, like after Sunday, but my question, my question of the week really has nothing to do with Sunday. My question of the week is, you know, is, is this is, is should Austin Cindric, obviously, you know, if there's contract things, I get it. You can't really, uh, do anything about that. But if the other three guys all do stay with Pinsky, which I, I don't know where else Brad could go that would make him more competitive. He's, he's been sure, amazing uh, all year. Yeah. Okay. I, I think Almirola's contract is up after this year. I think it is too, and, and you know how but I feel the about thing him. Is, so. The thing about him, though, is that Smithfield loves him too much. Yeah, but they, at some they point. They might not stay <laughs> if he leaves. Is Smithfield that, like, Brad Keselowski will bring sponsorship. Like, if, if it's Brad Keselowski or Eric Almirola, you'll take Brad. Brad will bring, you know, I know Pinsky runs all his sponsors, but it's Brad Keselowski. He's a champion. He's proven this year that he's literally one of the most consistent and competitive guys all year, especially with, with this last Sunday. But but with those three guys taking up rides for at least next year, or for at least this year, and should be for the, you know, not just near future, these, these three guys should be a staple for the company going forward. 
I really do think that they should do something to get, you know, Cindric is going to get a lot of run, but I think they should do something to give him even more run because the kid is, is blowing my mind, which a year ago, if we would have had this com, we would not have had this conversation. Cause you know how I felt about Cindric before, but yeah. Um, so yeah, you got, uh, you got anything else on Cindric? No, uh, as for open rides, I'm gonna have to wait till. I mean, they yeah. don't usually start talking about that until yeah. August because that's when contracts start getting signed. But absolutely, um, and I don't know who's who exactly is all open at this moment. I just know Brad only signed a one year extension. The only other thing I would look out for is Alex Bowman. Um, you know, I know Hendrick would absolutely love to get Brad. Uh, imagine having Brad Byron, uh, Chase, and uh, Larson. Like I know he would love to get that, but. I think not, yeah. Pinsky should uh should pull up to Brad's to Brad's house and and take a Pinsky truckload of money and throw it at him as much as he possibly can because I mean he's he's yeah. one of the best guys we've had in the sport for a very long time. I don't see Brad leaving just because of the history between them there, the championship yeah, in twenty twelve. Yeah. They've won a ton of races. I mean, they were the best Pinsky team last year, hands down. I mean, they've been. I mean, heck, they've been the, be- the since best Joey won, yeah. team for the majority. I mean, ever since Brad's gotten there, really, except for Logano's championship year and I would say 2015. But other yeah. than that, Brad's been the best. Well, 2013, Brad was bad. Uh, he didn't make the chase. I think he only won one race. But outside of that, I think he's been uh, yeah. the best. That was but eight 20- years ago, you know. 2014, he had six or seven wins. 2016, he had – Four or five wins. Logano made the championship four, but I think him and Brad were pretty even that year. Uh, 2017, Brad made the championship four, had three or four wins. Um, And then 2019 and 2020, I think Brad had four wins in both those years. Yeah, I I went to a race. uh, One of the only times I've ever seen anyone besides uh, Hamlin and Harvick win was I saw uh, Brad win at Kansas. And... I don't think he he was he was consistently a top five guy, but he wasn't the best car that day. The best car that day was definitely uh, Bowman. Uh, actually, he was really good, but the best car that day was Harvick for a while, and then Harvick like petered out at the end. This wasn't last year, Kansas. This was uh, twenty nineteen, May twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, Bowman. I remember Bowman. Bowman got second, right? Race. Yep. Yeah, but then he went and won in Chicago like three weeks later, so it didn't matter anyways. Yeah. All right, man, let's go ahead and talk about this last Sunday. I I thought this, or no, I didn't think. This was, we finally got to see the usual suspects. Uh, I mean, just look at the top six. Martin Truex, Joey, Denny, Brad, right. Chase, Kevin. I mean, that's who you expect to be the top six. And seventh, seventh was Larson. I think he's yeah. going to be in that conversation. Yeah, yeah. I didn't bring up Larson just because I'm about to, you know, we're we're probably going to talk about Larson a lot this episode because he had a should've hot, won. hot rod. Yeah, he definitely should have won, but, you know, he started in the back, uh, and then he got immediately in his first pit stop, he got a, a too fast entering or exiting, and then he got another one, and then, um, or yeah, he got he got two speeding uh, penalties on pit road. And then, uh, did, he, did he get sent to the back another time, or was it just those three? That was it. Yeah, so, but which that like never happens ever. And yeah, that's not fun. Um, but yeah, so uh, rounding out the rest of the top 10, you had Larson, Byron, Bell, and Blaney. So more of the same conversation we had last week is going to, in a, in a solid run by Almirola in 11th. Sorry, I'll give credit where credit's due. 
uh, more of the same conversation we had last week, though, where, <clears throat> sorry, in, uh, in the top 10, you had three Gibbs. You had all three Penske guys in the top 10. You had three Chevy, uh, Hendrick Chevys in the top 10. And then, you know, even, even Kevin Harvick and Amarola got sixth and 11th there. So, uh, they looked, they looked better than they have all year. Um, Stenhouse had a great run. Bowman somehow got 13th after spinning early. DiBenedetto had his best run of the year. Kurt Busch, uh, probably his, one of his lesser runs of the year, but, um, you know, absolutely, you know, he's, he's one of the most underrated guys, but the guy who got 16th, I just want to give him a little shout out. That was besides Daytona and, um, the duels that was Bubba Wallace's definitely his fastest car. Um, he, he, he was amazing at, in stage three, it looked like he was going to sneak in a top 10 and then obviously there was some really bad uh well not bad strategy but strategy that did not work out in his favor um it ended up being okay because of that last caution but it had that last caution not come out and uh, had larson not got into the back of him i think i think we would be talking about above the first bubble walls top 10 of uh 23 11 racings uh young young tenure um the, st- the stage one was dominated by Pinsky. Stage two, basically more of the same. Uh, then that's that. That's besides Kyle Busch, um, stage two was was more or less dominated by by Pinsky, and then Pinsky and Joe Gibbs, and then the Joe Gibbs cars, Hamlin and Truex, and even Bell for most of the day looked very very fast um, at, at the end of that race. Yeah. Um... Sorry, I was a little all over the place there, but yeah, I'm just kind of thinking real quick. Um, as for the Bubba thing, that was going to be a part of my segments because that was just yeah an awful call. I mean, like right off of it, I texted you. Know, I was like, yeah. "What are they doing?" I mean, that was such a bad call because if that was eight laps to go or eighteen laps to go, I'm like, okay, yeah, you're going for the win. Why not? You got nothing yeah. to lose there. I mean, you've been running top ten for the last second half of this race, but there were forty eight laps to go. Everyone had been on their tires for ten green flag laps. I mean, you should always take tires at that at that track specifically. Like yeah. if it was Texas last year, that would have worked out because the oh, tires yeah. didn't wear as much. But this Absolutely. is Phoenix, the traction where the tires where, I mean, it was just a bad call. Yeah. I mean, there's no question about it. Even, you know, you might say, oh, looking back on it, yeah, it's a bad call. But no, right off the bat, you knew it was a bad call just because of the, um, the timing of it. Because it yeah. was so early to do it, to make that kind of call. I mean, that... I thought it was a bad that, call, too. But I think I you, mean, you texted me after it happened, and you were like... Um, it saves it. You said something about it saving a set yeah, of tires. There was that Larry McReynolds in the booth. He said that some of these teams that they they were out of sets of tires when that last caution came out with about sixteen to go, and so they couldn't pit, and or they could or that was their last pit stop, so they wouldn't be able to come back in fresh tires. So from that perspective. Yeah, it's a good call, but by that point they had already fallen back to sixteenth or seventeenth. Yeah, they were, yeah. and you know, at that point it's too late. You know, you're gonna you're gonna get a caution. Even if you get enough cautions, you're probably not gonna have enough time to get up there. Yeah. Um. So you picked 
Oh God, who you picked? We talked about it. What did you, who did you pick? You picked Harvick. Nope. You picked. You picked Brad. Yeah, that's right. You picked yep. Brad. I picked Brad last week, and he he lost. Or no, I picked. Uh, oh gosh, I don't even remember who I picked. I I, I picked Denny, didn't I? Yep. Okay. Yeah, and Denny Denny got third. Brad got second when I picked him. Uh, we both did say that this was gonna be like a usual suspects type race, and it abs- it absolutely was like by definition. Um, you could say the whole top ten really is guys that you expect to be top ten cards, especially at a track like like Phoenix. Um, one thing again about Bubba and about some of these other guys uh, that you, like you can tell they are. You can tell by how they ran this week they are preparing for the championship four. And mm-hmm. that's something you touched on last week that I think was even more magnified uh, this week because, like, I think I think with Byron, Elliott, and Larson all going to the back, they had some stuff in there. They had some juice in those cars to to get them up there, and uh, and they were they were toying around. They were messing with setups, but I mean, all three of those guys looked looked incredible. And I don't think all three will be in the championship four race, but. I mean, one of them definitely is. Um, and then are you talking about Hendrick? Yeah, yeah, Elliot Larson and uh, Byron. Yeah, Bill, Bill, Slick Bill. That'd be cool to see Slick Bill go up and and steal it, Mister Eye Racer. Um, yeah, his career it started on a computer. Hey, mine did too. My my are you the next, mine is too. Are you the next Bill Byron? I am. I have uh, one second place to my name and a and a handful of. Third, fourths, and fifths. Well, I'm okay, Chase. On. Okay, Chase Elliott from free 2018. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, real qu- shout out to iRacing also. Real quick. I dogged on them a few episodes ago, but this week they brought us Atlanta. <laughs> uh, of course they brought us Atlanta. But they also brought Homestead for the ARCA series, and they brought me Auto Club and the Indy cars, bro. I have never had more fun racing than racing Indy cars on Auto Club. Because it's my favorite speedway, and the cars are super fast and super easy to drive. Okay, sorry, I had to touch on that. Um, so, you got anything else on Sunday before we get into the uh, more of what's bad? Anything on the the domination? I of, mean, I think that's big. I think that's big for Truex, just because yeah. they had they had won there before. You know, mm-hmm. like for for like. You know, Logano, Keselowski, or not Keselowski, Logano, Elliott, Kyle Busch, all those guys. You know, obviously you want to put your best effort there because you know you have a shot at the championship there. But for Truex, he's made the championship for, with the exception of last year, he had made it four straight times, I think. No, three. He had made it three straight times. He but he had made it four out of the last five. He made it in 2015, 2017, 2018, 2019. But when it moved to Phoenix, they missed the championship four, but they never won at Phoenix. And sometimes they weren't competitive at Phoenix. Uh, I think they came close in his championship season in 2017. But other than that, they've been pretty meh at Phoenix. So for them to get a win this early, especially with the year they had last year, I mean, they were Mm -hmm. for their standards, they were awful last year. Only one win. They almost won Martinsville in the round of eight. A loose, a loose wheel prevented them for, from uh, getting that. But, um, you know, they, they looked really good. They were in the top five. He even brushed the wall a bit and came back from that. Yeah, that's right. Um, he brushed the wall in the first, for, like, 30 laps. 
Right, and like overall, Joe Gibbs Racing as a whole last year, they were pretty meh at the 750 tracks. Uh, Kyle Busch was just off, not awful, but he was off. Truex was their strength, and he had a win, but other than that, he didn't do much. So That was know, also, it, his win was right after COVID, right? It was like the fourth or fifth race at Martinsville. Yeah. But, um, you know, he... He looked good yesterday, and I think that's really promising. Uh, I like him. Uh, he was like the first NASCAR driver I've ever met, and I thought that was the coolest experience. Oh, yeah. And he, he's a good guy. I mean, he's got a really cool story. I mean, that championship in 2017 mm-hmm. with Furniture Row, I think that's going to be like one of the biggest underdog stories in NASCAR history, just what they did that year. Um, and it wasn't like, you know, some of these other champions in this format, they kind of – they kind of got lucky with the way the format played out, with the way the points played out. And, you know, some guys like Kevin Harvick last year, Jeff Gordon in 2014, they lost the championship because of the format. But Truex, they dominated that season. They they closed it out at Homestead. So uh, I'd say he's been the most deserving champion under this format, which is something else is pretty cool uh, if you look at it. But You're definitely uh, spot on with that one. But, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty – Pretty promising sign for that team. Yeah, and and you just said like he's been the most deserving because he because he dominated that year. There were years mm-hmm. where he dominated and didn't win. So right, you know. like twenty. I think what I think it was twenty sixteen, the year they dominated the six hundred. They led like three hundred ninety two laps of that. I think they yeah. had five. I think they had five wins that year, but they got knocked out in the round of sixteen because that was before the playoff point era. But they should have been championship for that year. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, like you, you said, his story too, just, I mean, like go, being a DEI, I don't remember where he was before DEI, but being a DEI and, you know, everyone knows, you know, after Dale passed yeah. away, how bad that team became after a while when uh, there was a stretch where they were still really good, but everyone knows how bad they became up until like, especially when, um, when junior left and everything. Uh, yeah, and, and then they merged and stuff, and then and then and then he went to uh, Michael Waldrop Racing had some good runs, of course, uh-huh. but then that team was win. that team was ultimately not very good in the end of it, which is crazy because they had some great drivers and Clint Boyer competed for some championships, um, yeah. and then and then he goes to Furniture Row. I think there was two Furniture Row cars at, at one point, but not when they won. But at one point there was two Furniture Row cars. No, so here's the Furniture Row story. So. With him and Furniture Row in 2014, they were awful. He, it was a single-car team up until uh, – I'll get into that later. But 2014, they were awful because they finished like 25th in points, and they only led one lap. They basically completely restructured the team. Cole Pern was added to the pit box. Like they made some changes elsewhere that I couldn't tell you about because I don't know them. But then the next year, they go out and they dominate like the 600. They dominated Dover Race. They win at Pocono. And everyone's like, where did this come from? Right. And then they made it to the championship four in 2015. They ended up finishing last out of the four. But to make the championship four as a single car team from Colorado, everyone's like, holy crap. Yeah. And then in the offseason 2015, that's when they made the change to Toyota. And they became um, the Joe Gibbs affiliate team. And that's the year they dominated the 600. They won the Southern 500. They won a couple other races in the playoffs. I think it was like Dover and Chicago. They ended up not winning 
the championship that year. Um, but then 2017, I mean, that they added a second team after 2016. Eric Jones was a rookie in 2017. Uh, the 77 car, the That's right. Energy car. That's right. And he won, he won Rookie of the Year. Truex won eight races. I mean, and they won everywhere. They won Las Vegas, uh, Kentucky, Homestead, um, Kansas, Charlotte, uh, Watkins Glen. I mean, yeah. the, they could have had a few more wins. But, you know, things don't play out, obviously. I think they had a couple mechanical issues in very dominant races. But... They still dominated. They still won the championship. And then 2018, they had another great year. They had four wins. They ended up shutting down Furniture Row. Um, and, you know, they, they ended up finishing second in the points, and then they shut down. But even in the middle of all that, if you I don't know if you remember this fact. I can't remember if it was 14 or 15. I can't remember if it was the bad year or the year that they became good. But that's when, like, Truex's girlfriend was going through the – Mm-hmm. ovarian cancer yeah so it's like on top of all of this up and downs of his racing career he gets this huge hit in his personal life and so it's like i mean his story it's like it's truly like like something that would happen in the movies you know yeah and, and now it, he's like one of the top drivers at one of the best teams i would say he's he's a pioneer of the sport at this point because he's he his story is so is so crazy as it is He's been in bad rides, he's been in awful rides, he's been in decent rides, and he's been around forever, but then he's also, as soon as he got equipment, he proved he was literally he dominant. He took off. There's, there's no, been nobody more dominant at, at stretches than than Martin Truex Jr. in the last 15, or, you know, six, yeah, seven years. Yeah, he, he had two, two wins from whenever he started his cup career in the mid-2000s up to 2014. He has 25 yeah. wins from and I remember, 2015 to 2021, which I think is the second most behind Kyle Busch. I remember his first win. Crazy. Too. It was uh, it was either it was it was a weird race. Of course, it was at Dover because name a more iconic duo than Martin Truex and Dover. Uh, but it was weird. I remember his first win. He was running the one Bass yep. Pro probably. Uh, it I was, wasn't a it, fan then, so I it, can't. Tell yeah, you. it was it was a weird race because I remember it got rained out on Sunday, and then either. Either it got rained out again on Monday and ran on Tuesday, or it ran on Monday. But I remember, you know, this was in two thousand like seven, six, something, maybe even five, seven. Seven? seven, yeah. So you know, there was no smartphones. There was no, uh, you know, I was, gosh, I was eight years old, ten years old. There was no way to check like who won the race or who's winning the race. So I remember getting off the school bus, uh, like at the bus stop, and you know, my my bus stop was far from my house, so I had to like run all the way. And I remember I barely, barely caught the end of it. And like, I remember just being so happy because seeing new guys win is always great. And, you know, back then I didn't know, you know, we didn't know what his story was going to become. If you would have told me then Martin Truex is going to be the one of the top drivers in the sport for 10 years, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have believed you. But, but yeah, it's, it's always cool. You know, it's, it's kind of always cool, but it kind of sucks to see a guy that you rooted for when he got his first win. But like now, you openly root against because he's so damn good, and I I don't like seeing him win. But yeah, he's definitely he's been the most dominant driver for stretches. Um, yeah. Other and than like, Jimmy Johnson, I can't think of. You know, Kevin Harvick and, and Hamlin are great, but I don't think they they hold a 
I don't think they come anywhere close to Truex whenever he he dominated that 600. I think that's what I think I think he led what 588 miles of that thing. I think that's. I think it was about that. It was something. It was over 550 miles, which is ridiculous. It was over. It was over 575. I'm confident enough to say yeah, that. I, I'm pretty sure it's 588 to be exact, but it it doesn't really matter. He dominated one of the hardest races of the whole circuit, like to uh, dominate. Yeah. All right, man. You got but, any? You got anything else on Truex and on uh, on last Sunday? Yeah, on Truex, like once again, I mean, just like thinking back on like his his career and his journey. It, I mean, I mean, I said this like five minutes ago, but like, it really is just mind blowing to think like what what you said. Like, if you went back ten years ago and said that he'd be dominating now, I mean, it's like one of those things. Like someone. But the thing is, it's like when you start winning, people start to hate you more because you keep winning and winning and it gets annoying, you know, like people will get booed, you know, like Jimmy would get booed, Jeff Gordon would get booed, all these guys who would win would get booed because they keep winning. It's like, just stop winning for like once in your life. But like for Truex, like ever since, like ever since he, even when at the end of his Furniture Row career in 2018, people were still cheering for him, but Ever since he joined JGR, I feel like like people just like hate him for no reason now, like just because he drives for Joe Gibbs. And everyone's like, he complains every five seconds when someone races him hard. I'm like, have you heard Kyle Bush's radio? Have you heard Tony <laughs> Hamlin's radio? They say the exact same things. But yeah, here they say way more. About Truex. Yeah, that's the thing. Truex doesn't really give me a reason to hate him other than he's exactly. winning. Like other than the fact he wins. Kyle Bush is in, is, you know. I can't, I can't. He's a character. There are He's so many character. adjectives I could say about Kyle Busch. There's so many things I could say about Kevin Harvick. And even one of my favorite drivers ever, Denny Hamlin. You know, he does not have the best reputation with drivers, but he's a winner. No. But l- literally everyone, like, like, up until recently, up until the JGR days, you're probably right about that. Everyone loved Martin Truex Jr. Like, every single, every single NASCAR fan did. And, um... I, I didn't like when he was winning. I didn't root for him when he was winning. Obviously, he was competing with Joey for a lot of those. He be, Joey beat him for, for the championship the, the year in Joey. 28. Yeah. And, and, you know, Truex was dominant, so that that was awesome. But, yeah. I miss Furniture Row. I I mean, I I don't. I, I like that Truex is, is at Joe Gibbs. I, I always like that move for him. Just because I liked it for him, but because, like, the dude had got, I mean, he went to DEI and then Dale Earnhardt Jr. left. And then that team was awful very shortly after. He went to MWR and then that team was up and down, roller coaster. And then that team shut down. And then he went to Furniture Row. That team won a championship and then they still shut down. It's like, now he's at least oh, in a yeah, place he's, where he's, he's the he's most. He's the team killer? Is that what you're saying? No, no. I'm saying the, te- like, he, the situations he gets put in are just so bad. But that just kind of shows you the lo- the level of driver he is and the level of competitor he is. He still keeps trucking, and now, you know, I, I don't want to say it's his twilight years. I don't think I don't think he's anywhere close to done. But now he's got the most competitive equipment he's ever had. He's driving the the he's he's going to be a contender for the championship again this year. You know, I liked how last year ended up, but um, a good chunk of the season kind of were like I don't want to say flukes, but there was just a good chunk of the last season that wasn't a normal NASCAR season. And th- this isn't a normal right. NASCAR season either, but last year was just like, a, it was kind of a chaotic mess. So, you yeah, know, like if you were bad races. last year, you have an excuse, like you, you really do. And, and 
not that he was even bad per se. He still won a race after COVID and he still had plenty of times to, to get up there and win. But when you have two... He was a loose wheel away from the championship four. Exactly. And when you have two guys winning every single race until the last 10 races, and then you have Brad Keselowski and Chase Elliott winning every single race, like, you know, it's going it, to, someone's going to fall short. And it just happened to be Truex. But if you, if you ask me, you know, obviously Christopher Bell is my guy now. But if you ask me who the best driver is out of the, the four JGR cars, Truex has always been one of the most consistent and one of the most dominant. Hamlin at times, obvi- Hamlin is obviously the, the like elder statesman for the team, and I think he's the face of the team. But Martin Truex Jr. is like everything you want in a competitor and everything you want in a driver. And he's never, you know, he's not a character. He, 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 maybe he's a character, but he's not like Kyle Busch. He's not like Denny no. Hamlin. You he know. doesn't say controversial things, and no. he doesn't well, get things started that he shouldn't. Actually, there was one thing, <laughs> but it was around election time, so that's you know up for that's up for your that's own interpretation, yeah. And it, it, had it not been an election year, I don't think it would have mattered at all. Uh, so yeah, I got I got nothing else on uh, Sunday other than just well, the usual this, suspects. Back to Sunday, um, we've been I mean we've been on this Truex topic that. I haven't got a chance to say it, but like compared, we talked about with Las Vegas, like how bad Stuart Haas was, but they kind of stepped it up this week. You know, obviously completely different package, completely different track, but you know, I was kind of concerned for them after Vegas. That was horrendous. They yeah. got outrun by JTG Doherty Racing and like Roush Fenway. They should not be outrun by those teams in 2021. That is a fact, but they were. This week, they had Harvick running just outside the top five all day. Custer and Almirola were in the top ten until Bubba, you know, wrecked him. I mean, no, I, I'm sure you saw the replay. I'm sure you agree, but Bubba just missed I, him, basically. He was trying to get around him, but he kind of hit him at a wrong angle. Yep. One of those things. And, you know, Custer was going to finish top ten if it wasn't for that. Uh, Almirola finished just outside the top ten. Briscoe had an up-and-down day, but he ends up getting, like, 18th, I think. 22nd, so, you know, they, but yeah. 22nd, I, I, I can't even remember what happened. I really like Chase Briscoe, by the way. But, yeah, I know. Um, you know, they did a much better job. Hendrick was back, right back where they were. I mean, Hendrick, the thing with them is that even in their down years, they've been great at the short tracks. They've been great at Phoenix, yeah, Briscoe, matters, Martinsville. Yeah. They've been great at those places. And there were times where I was like, okay, that's not Hendrick. Like, after Elliott's speeding penalty, he was – chilling in 20th and i was like this team usually is pretty good at this track and they're usually good with this package what's happening they ended up rallying back but even bowman spun out and the dude still ended up finishing 13th yeah he still ended up 13th and the five was in top 10 most of the day when he wasn't shooting himself in the foot on pit road the 24 was in seventh all day until he got passed on the last lap or something so by larson yeah (laughs) Mm-hmm. So I think that's promising for those teams, considering the place where it was for the championship, like we said earlier. But um, also, um, Joe Gibbs Racing looked good. All four of their cars looked good. All three of the Penske cars looked good. I don't know what happened to Blaney. I mean, he was leading early on, but he ended up finishing yeah. tenth. I think that car was not ready for the long run because that. Yeah. I thought I, I in stage one we never mentioned this, but in stage one I was like, oh, Blaney's going to win this thing. And halfway through stage two, it kind of felt that way too. 
Well, um, if it's a Ryan Blaney win, that means we're going to get a heck of a finish. He yeah. doesn't know how to win without a thrilling finish. Which sucks, because I really do. He is one of the more dominant drivers in more dominant cars. I think I think they just have to get... I think he uses... They have bad luck. They have bad luck, but I think he also uses so much of the car in the beginning. Because no one, no one drives a more loose race car than Ryan Blaney. Everyone... Everyone knows that. He, the dude's going like, you can't see my hands, but he's, you know, literally, like, it looks like he's running a marathon in there because he's just yeah. moving his hands around so much. Um, yeah, they were they were stupid fast last year. They just couldn't close. And that, that first round of the playoffs is probably the worst for them because yeah. they suck at Richmond and they suck at Darlington, which means they only have Bristol and they have the worst. They're great at Bristol. It's just that they have awful luck there. So yeah. and, and they the kind of got and another, they kind of oh, sorry. screwed there. And another thing about Bristol. Oh, I was Bristol, just saying they kind of got screwed there last year. Yeah, and I was gonna, I was gonna touch on it. Like, it, not only is he good at Bristol and are they fast at Bristol, but you know, that's that's a lot of guys in the field that don't normally win races. Like, Blaney wins more than a lot of these guys I'm talking about, but Bristol's like everyone's favorite track. So, so like, yeah, Busher, Stenhouse, those guys always run really good there. Yeah. And uh, oh yeah, you we were texting about it during the race. Uh, Stenhouse. Another, oh yeah, like, I, I touched on JTG. it. JTG, JTG Doherty as a whole. I mean, Ryan Priest opened up the season with three straight top tens. I think Stenhouse. He doesn't have. I think he has one top ten, but even those other three races, he's been just outside of it. Yeah, I and mean, uh, I think you. What did you say? You said it was like the Chevys or something. As yeah, a whole, I was. But, I was about to say like you took the words out of my mouth. Like the Chevys, <laughs> they're just they're just good. I mean, you know, Cody Ware, Davidson, Smith Lee, Quinn Hoff, those guys are in Chevys, and they all, you know, 30 second through. They're running top five next yeah. week, baby. 30 They're second winning through 36. But if you look, other than, like, if you look at the big, big teams, Tyler Reddick, he was the worst finishing Chevy. He got 29th. Not a good run. Well, but, he you know. crashed, so. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was tore up. Okay, so that proves my point even more. If you go look, look, even Justin Haley got 24th in a, in a lesser Chevy. Daniel Suarez. Daniel Suarez has shown a lot of speed sometimes this year. He's at least shown consistency, and he's not putting, he's not ruining equipment. Not to say he ever did, but he's not, he's not uh, wadding cars up. Eric Jones. Eric Jones was, Eric, Eric Jones looked great at one point in this race. I guess it was just the first stage, but he fell down. He got 20th, but Chevy as a whole is picking up right where they left off uh, before pandemic, and uh, they're, they're proving it even more, in my opinion. Um, so, you know, before we talk about uh, Atlanta this coming up Sunday, uh, I, I don't want to talk about this too, for too long, but um, before the season started, the, the big promo, the big, you know, promotional campaign for NASCAR was this is going to be the greatest season ever. And we talked about it a little last week. I think this season is is gearing up. Look, we have five different winners five weeks in. This is going to be a great, like, there's going to be. First time since 2017. That's crazy. That's wild. But there's going to be a small portion of the year that kind of evens out, probably around the summertime, probably a little bit before it, maybe even right now. Maybe we're approaching that. Usually the summer is the worst part of the season because that's like the mile and a half to two miles, Pocono, Indianapolis, Michigan. But this year with the schedule change, during the summer we have CODA, we have – uh, I thought Nashville. you were going to say COVID. Oh, sorry. No, no, CODA. CODA. <laughs> Circuit of the Americas. Yeah, yeah. Nashville, Indianapolis Road Course, Road America. Um, I think that's it for the new tracks. But Texas All-Star, I hope that they jack those cars up. I hope yeah. they – I, I hope they run them in the, in the middle part, in the pit road. I don't want them to run the full track. 
I hope no. I hope they throw the 2014 package at this thing as oh, one last awesome. goodbye to the Gen Six. That was the best racing in the Gen Six. Give it the 2014 package. Um, you know, do something crazy with the bodies. Like let them. You know, you can't pull out the side skirts anymore. Let them do that. Throw the rule book out. Yeah. I mean, let them intentionally crash each other. I'm just kidding on that. No. But you know, <laughs> let them go crazy for that race. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but as I was saying, like this, this really is gearing up to be a great season. Like if, if I, th- I think Phoenix was probably the most boring race, the probably lesser race, uh, had Daytona road course, had they not thrown that rain caution, I think that would probably be the most boring race, but it wasn't. So, yeah. um, but if this is the most boring, if this in Vegas are like so far the snoozers, Oh, I man. thought Vegas was a good race. I th- no, they were good, but I'm saying that's what I'm saying. If these are the worst races of the bunch, then we're we're in for a treat. Like I, I don't think Atlanta is yeah. going to be all that exciting because it, it can't really be that exciting with this package. But it'll be a good race nonetheless uh, because it usually mm-hmm. is. Um, but yeah, so who uh, we talk about the usual suspects a lot this race because that or this this episode because that's you know who is usually going to look good at a track like Phoenix. Uh, it's more of the same at Atlanta, I believe. Who uh, who do you think, who do you got for, for Sunday? So for Atlanta, um, you look at you look at history, recent history, especially Brad Keselowski's been really good there. Um, Kyle Larson, it doesn't matter what car he's been in, what package, mm-hmm. he's been really good there. Uh, Truex, had, he's, ever since this package, he that's one of the two mile and a half season one up one on which is atlanta and texas and last year he swept the stages in 2019 he would have won if it wasn't for the dirty air uh from stenhouse a lapped car um who else harvick i mean harvick just yeah killed the field last year in this Mm -hmm. race um uh who else kyle bush has got some wins there you know the other hendrick drivers have not run well there I mean, Elliott's best finish, I think, is eighth. Byron has, I don't even know if he's finished top ten. I think Bowman's best finish is ninth. So the other three Hendrick drivers I'm not sure on. Uh, I think Almirola was strong last year in this race, or maybe it was Texas. Maybe it was both. I don't know. I remember him being strong but, in Texas. Yeah, that was Texas. Because I was Because we were there, and he led like 80 laps, and you were really mad. Yeah. Um, I think he started first. Yeah, he did, because of this weird freaking formula. I think yeah. they should just completely invert the field every week and have like a oh freaking my God. Timmy, Timmy, a Timmy Hill poll every week. Are you kidding me? That would be awesome. That would shake everything up so much. That would be There'd awesome. There would be so but... many crashes yeah, I was about to say. turn. It would be hilarious. But for my pick. Sounds expensive. Uh, I want to pick Harvick, but after Vegas, like it's so tough to pick him. It is so tough to pick. So I'll let you pick, and I'll think another five minutes. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna go based off you. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have a pick. Uh, if I could pick five different guys, uh, I would, I would go with that. But um, you know what? I'm gonna go Chase Elliott. Hometown boy, Chase Elliott. Awesome Bill from Dawsonville's offspring is going to uh, gonna, offspring. The what is offspring this, Star of, Wars. <laughs> Chase Elliott. Gonna win on Sunday. Book it. Um. Dang. I I, I hate picking drivers to win back to back, so I don't want to pick Truex 
Yeah, but this is I wouldn't blame you. I mean, I think I, I think he has a better chance than Hamlin. I think he has a better chance than uh, I think Harvick probably has the best chance, but I don't want to pick him. So, and I know if I pick him, if I pick a weird winner, that it's going to be a normal winner, and we're going to get the worst race ever. So I can't do that either. That's why I picked Elliot. He's right on the cusp. He's a normal winner, but he's also kind of not. Um, I'm trying to think in my head, like who can I see doing burnouts at Atlanta? Um, Atlanta. Dang, dude, this is tough. Uh, screw it. We're going weird pick. Kurt Busch. Let's go with Kurt. Oh, Bush. I like that. I like that one a lot. Kurt Bush. He's definitely if they it's, can, uh, you know, if they can get the speed going, if they can start the race like they have been, then yeah, that's definitely not. It's bad been twelve well. years, but screw it. Let's yeah. go with Kurt. I like it. Um, so yeah, we talked a little bit about. We talk a little bit about this every week. Um, just want to talk about what's coming up. So after this week, we have, of course, the Bristol Dirt Race, right? That's next. Week. Yep. Okay. I yeah. got for. I don't even know if we can preview that because. Yeah, we. We're, I want to. Pre- I want to preview it, even if we don't preview it. I want to literally talk about it right after it happens. So. Uh, yeah. I think we should maybe do a tiny preview, just to like discuss, well, just to discuss and like get the rules right in our head because there is going to yeah. be a lot of different rules. Uh, but yeah, obviously we can't predict a, a winner of a track that no one's ever raced on, besides like Chris Bell and Kyle Larson. I don't, I don't think anyone else. Denhouse and Bowman, they're dirt racers Denhouse too. Denhouse and Bowman. Oh, I, I didn't, I didn't know how often dirt was put. I'm, t- I'm talking about guys who have raced dirt on Bristol. Have none of these guys ever done? Uh, that? No, there, there's a lot of guys racing tonight. Actually, they're doing, they do, they're doing a bunch oh, yeah, of I heard dirt about series. That. And so, like, I think Logano, Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, Austin Dillon, they're all doing it. And I think there's another series. I know a lot of them. Weekend. I know a lot of them are running the trucks. Uh, and and yep, Truex Infinity. is running the trucks. Truex and and Harvick is running the trucks as well. Yep. So that'll be fun. Uh, that'll be a great week. That that is going to be one of the best weekends for this sport in a long time. I really, really hope. Uh, it's gonna be confusing as all get out, but it'll still be fun. Oh yeah. I'm a little upset that they're not allowing live pit stops, but whatever. Uh, I mean, you know, it's it, it's, it it's going to be, be so a messy race, it's so going to be I so different. Don't blame them, but yeah. at the same time, it's like yeah, pit I don't, stops are so fun. We can. I don't know. I don't so really fun. know any of the rules. I know that there's a few heats, and I don't really want to talk about it this much this episode because I want to have a lot to talk about next episode about it. But okay. the rules are completely completely right. different. So no more talking dirty. Yeah, no more dirty. No more. I love the smell of dirt at Bristol until Ryan. <laughs> until uh, then, but yeah. Uh, you got anything else? Anything else for Atlanta? Uh, for Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta. Uh, it's in Georgia. Yeah, I've um, heard. It's old. I've been to it. I've been to Atlanta Motor Speedway. I saw. I don't remember who won. I think it was Harvick, but it was a Bush race. I saw there. What year? It had to be two thousand seven, eight, or. Nine. Yeah, I can't. I can't tell you. Never mind. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I but, really think it was Harvick, though. Maybe it was Kyle Busch. Oh, maybe you it know was. what, bro? I think it was. Did Casey Kane ever win? No, no. Casey Kane won in Texas in the Bush Series. Never mind. I was. I was gonna say maybe it was Casey Kane actually. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. You're asking I mean, the wrong person. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I'm. I'm. Yeah. I can probably look it up somehow. But you can Google it. Google it and fig- like, I don't know. I don't. I don't remember. Like, I just remember being young. I don't remember like the time of my life it was. Uh, but yeah. 
All right, man. As usual, it's good to talk to you. Uh, you can find Nikolai, like I said, on Nick on YouTube. Look up Nikolai P. Culp. Definitely subscribe and check out all his great videos. You can find him. I'm on, on the internet, Mom. He's all over the internet. He's he's one of my favorite people on the internet. Uh, thank you. And outside the internet. Um, oh, thank you. Nikolai P. Culp on Twitter at Nikolai P. Culp on Twitter at Slingy One is where you can find myself. Yes, if you want to find some hilarious tweets about how bad the Dallas Mavericks are, don't follow them. Uh, you're not... I know you're joking around, but you're not wrong. <laughs> I know. Who said I was joking around? Oh my gosh. Hey, as long as uh, we can stop putting mascots on the floor and start playing basketball players, I think we'll be fine. Yeah, you're right, dude. Luca, they need to cut him. He's awful. I yeah. think I saw my 89-year-old grandma play better than him once. <laughs> All right, that's 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 where I'm ending it. All right, thank y'all. Thank you, Nick. Bye.